Ask Alliance presents Working From Home, Opportunities and Risks. President and CEO of Alliance Bank, Todd Moore, sits down with Jeff McKee, Senior Business Development Executive for Microsoft Corporation, and Dr. Michael Godfrey, Founder and President of True Course Life and Leadership Development, to discuss the wide-ranging impacts of working from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sit back and listen. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing well, thank you. Doing great, thanks, Doug. Um, I uh, hope I can remember to look at the camera instead of look at the screen. I'm not very experienced with this stuff, and I'm trying to figure that out. But uh, I was telling Michael the other day, uh, Jeff, about our conversation when we were together not long ago, and the effects of all this uh, work from home things we've been doing, and that. And uh, you and I had a conversation over dinner about uh, your role, what you're doing, and some of the impacts and effects on that and of course you have a technical background which is helpful but michael's actually been doing a little research into some of the other aspects that some people uh, may not have thought about you know it's real efficient real effective and especially if, if we're some of us are a little more introverted we think this is really cool i don't have to do all this other interpersonal things and he said he's been doing some research about that i thought well, why don't we just get together and talk about it but just for context why don't you tell tell us a little bit about um our you know, your background I, i'll just interject uh, we met when we were at baylor uh, you were in grad school. I was an undergrad. We worked in a little banking program, and we've had a long-time friendships ever, friendship ever since. And uh, I stayed in the banking world, and you went into the computer and technical background. Why don't you just kind of start with there, kind of your history a little bit, just for context so people know of what you speak. Yeah, sure. You bet. Um, so Jeff McKee, I work for Microsoft, been with the company 16 years. Uh, prior to that, I worked in uh, some software companies. And after I graduated from Baylor, I went to work for Compaq down in Houston for 12 years. So yeah, I've been in the high tech world after doing a stint in banking with Todd uh, when we were going, uh, going to college. So, um, so yeah, I focus on business development and sales uh, with Microsoft. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been working uh, from home since, uh, since February. What do you do now? What's your current job? You were, for a number of years, you were up in Seattle. And you moved back. You're in the Austin area, uh, right? What what so through that move and what role are you playing with Microsoft currently? Yeah, so uh, started at Microsoft in 2004. Moved from Dallas to Seattle. Brought the family up there for uh, oh about um, seven years. Um, worked in Microsoft Dynamics initially, then worked in the worldwide OEM group um, on uh, Windows 7, and working with uh, Dell, HP, Lenovo, all the um, the hardware OEM companies on Windows 7 from a product management perspective. Then transferred to Austin in uh, 2011 with Microsoft went to the U.S. subsidiary and have been working with Dell and Dell EMC, um, lately focused on our hybrid cloud solution, which um, our public cloud is called Azure. So we work with Dell EMC on on-premise solutions for small, medium businesses for commercial accounts, um, and then also work on Windows Server and SQL Server. So it's a sales business development role focused uh, with Dell EMC worldwide on developing joint solutions between uh, Microsoft and Dell. And Michael, could you just play that all back to me? Can you just play that back? Did you get all of that? Does he... I, I heard a lot of letters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of letters I yeah. think I know what they are, though, but I heard a lot of them. Yeah. Well, Jeff was saying that, uh, Jeff, you said that uh, y'all actually been looking in or you're on the peripheral, I don't know if you're directly involved, with some of the technical aspects of all this work from home, either the software to allow for it, or, or what changes that are coming that y'all are looking into because the world, as we know, has certainly changed. There's going to be more of this down the road. 
Right. Yeah, certainly. So obviously, uh, Zoom just came out with their earnings. They did quite well. Um, you know, they had sure. uh, a year's worth of revenue in one quarter. So they've uh, they've been doing quite well. So Microsoft has a product called Microsoft Teams. Um, we bought Skype, gosh, 10 years ago. Then we created Skype for business. Now that's morphed into Microsoft Teams. So it's a, it's a very similar thing here where you've got the video, you can transfer files, you can do instant messaging, um, you can access SharePoint all while you're using Microsoft Teams. So that's more of an enterprise corporate type of a of an application that does this video teleconferencing. Um, and then, so on the back end, obviously, you know, we've ramped from 10 million users to 50 million users. And so you have to have a lot of data center growth. So we've had to add a lot to our data centers to handle this massive capacity for, um, for both students as well as professionals working from home um, in these unprecedented times. So that's a lot of the back end work that's been happening to improve capacity around the world to handle the streaming of the videos, to handle all the file transfers, people working uh, remotely, not accessing the on-premise file servers, but actually using the cloud file servers now. So that's a big change from a, a technology perspective. So you're all planning for this to be to continue as it is, or do you think there'll be a big pullback once people are more on site, or do you think things have kind of changed for good? What do you think? You is it going to be growing? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be tempered. I think what we've seen initially is the small and medium businesses couldn't receive new servers, couldn't add to their data center. So they use public cloud, whether it be Azure, Amazon Web Services, using Zoom, using Microsoft Teams. So that we see that more of the businesses are going back to work and they're starting to build back their data centers, but maybe not quite at the level that we saw in the prior years. So we see the on-premise server market continuing to go down and the cloud services continuing to go up. Um, whether they're using software as a service, whether they're using email applications or video applications like this, we're going to see that trend continue. So there's the, um, you know, some companies have just flat out announced like Twitter, hey, all the employees can work from home from here on out. Other companies haven't gone quite that far. And some employees, you know, I'm sure there's research that says, hey, I feel more comfortable in a corporate environment. When things are safe, I do want to go back into the office. Um, but we do think um, this is going to continue for quite a while and it won't be the way that it was. Um, and so there are even companies that we work with, they've already told their employees, go back into the office, get all of your material, even some company owned equipment, bring it to your house because you're going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. Um, and so, but there are other employees when they're surveyed, they say, hey, I'd really like to get back in the com uh, camaraderie, you know, into the workplace, but they want it to be safe. And so it's going to be a while till we get back to those levels. Yeah, I was really thinking from the standpoint of when it is quote unquote safe again, and that's not an issue. You know, just from a mobility, mobility standpoint, you know, what's that going to do in our workforce? You know, how much could you do or um, Michael do from anywhere? Uh, you know, we always had that limited amount of doing that. But now, um, you know, if you haven't been in the office in nine months, Jeff, you could work for, you know, a different company as easy as you can work for Microsoft. And that's that's uh, kind of what, you know, led me into my, the conversation with Michael. He's actually... He's an educator, uh, executive coach, that type of thing. He's done, and you can see all the books. He's got more books back in the back that he's read than I've ever probably been around in my life, you know. So, uh, Michael, you've done some, some looking into that, some other, you know, um, emotional intelligence things around the working remotely. You want to comment on any of that or what you're seeing? Well, one of the, one of the big things about working remotely is, is to try to find uh, a work-life integration there because there's very little – uh, you got to have some good boundaries. You got to have some good margin there to decide, actually set your schedule. When you go to work, when you get off, 
and to treat it just like that. Uh, organization is, and discipline is going to be big, and it helps you to measure what you're doing across across the board. And that's that's really really important because we tend to want to do stuff quote, quote, do stuff. And so we just stay right at the stuff we know to do. And that, that tends to be work. Uh, also, uh, with the at-home stuff, uh, it, there's, a, there's a way that people need to take care of themselves more. Uh, and that ties in with this, uh, you know, measured margin kind of thing to take care of themselves in a lot of different ways, physically, emotionally, socially, uh, spiritually on all levels. That's important. The isolation is big, big. Isolation is big. And it's going to, uh, isolation can kill you if you're not careful. And so you have to continue to reach out, uh, continue to talk to people, even if it's by phone, uh, reach out in whatever way you can to avoid that complete sense of isolation that may come there. Uh, and then uh, a part of the transition from work at the office to work at home is, uh, folks, you mentioned, you know, not working at your office for nine months, you become a stranger there. It doesn't take long for you to become a stranger at your own office, even though you still know the people who work there and all that kind of stuff. And especially if people have been working in the office while you've been out and things have just kind of gone on and stuff has happened and maybe you don't know what's happened, there's a real need for a re-onboarding when folks come back and to include everyone kind of in the onboarding about what the new normal is gonna be, because it's a difference. It is a real difference and get everybody trained and no, you know, I think organizations in my experience are notoriously horrible in onboarding. Uh, so this is kind of a re-onboarding things to help people know what's gonna be different. One of the key things that I think is playing here, uh, Todd and Jeff, is this issue of the reactive brain. Uh, <clears throat> our brain is checking five times per second to see if we're safe or see if we're in danger or to see if we're at risk or in, you know, about to get a reward. Our brain is checking to protect us. And it's framed up by what we've experienced in the past. Well, unfamiliarity or familiarity is what comes to play here. Is this a familiar situation to me? If it is, we're comfortable in it. We just relax in familiar situations. But when it's unfamiliar, we get on various levels of edge. And so the workplace will be unfamiliar. The way we do it will be unfamiliar. And so the thing to know is unfamiliar things are going to happen but it's gonna be the reactive brain that's gonna be at work there and trying to be calm, rational, communicate, communicate, communicate like crazy, that's huge. And we tend not to do well at the things that we're really gonna to need to do because so it's gonna take a lot of conscious intent to try to get those things in place. You know, the operator person, the background coming from a small family business, the operator in me would, and I think a lot of people would think like that, would think working remotely you lose control of um, you know, productivity and those type of things. And I'm learning more and more from the people that I'll talk to. They're working more from home than less. And that can be a problem, as you said. You mentioned uh, separating those. Uh, just this morning, I was talking to someone uh, about the same thing. He is working from home and uh, his second property, and he's finding himself. It's just so convenient to work that he's working all the time, and it's kind of become mm -hmm. an issue. Um, and uh, I had a friend. I don't think, Jeff, I don't know if you, you – if we interconnected with him with, uh, but he was in a graduate program when I was at Baylor too. He now works for Morgan Stanley in New York city. And I talked to him the other day and he says he's actually working more hours from home. I'm like, how is that? Because he had a 45 minute commute from New Jersey. He had a 20 minute walk uh, to times square for where Morgan Stanley is. 
And I said, how are you working, you know, more? And he said, well, those hours are translating into more work hours. And two, it's just so convenient. And when he has work to do, if it's that versus watching Netflix, he's like, you know, I need to get ahead of it. And he's found himself working more hours. So the, uh, to the to detriment, he's probably, you know, probably pushing, needing to push back on that a little bit. The thing that um, I talked with Jeff about that, uh, you know, I can see some, some managers thinking, oh, this is really neat. I don't have to manage those interpersonal relationships as much. Everything's working smoothly. See, for six months, everything's efficient, whatever. And if you tend to be more introverted, that can feel good to you. But this thought popped in my head, and I wanted to run it by you all to see if you think it's valid. If we're not careful, be it with our customer relationships, because it's easy to lose track of those. Jeff, you're in a, you're in a sales role now, or a development role. You know, Maybe you always were, but at least specifically now. Uh, but also with your team, um, or you know your staff or your team you work with, it'd be real easy to commoditize that relationship to where you become a commodity to them as well. So it's just as easy for them to do that business with someone else because that commodity there, that um, culture, whatever it is that you have that you're providing, is hard to maintain in a virtual environment. It's not the same as if we were sitting across, you know, having a lunch today. Um, so any thoughts about that about it as being a threat? I guess is the what I was really trying to get to, there's risk associated with it. Don't get lulled to sleep that it's all well. It may not be all well when over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we try and use this video quite a bit to maintain that that personal contact. And you'll see some of the video changes over time in terms of technology and and the like. I don't know if you've seen some of the NBA games, the way that they're doing yeah. seating, they're using Microsoft yeah. Teams and stuff. And so we play around with different technology. You'll see updates on Zoom. You'll see updates on Microsoft Teams to try and have that more inclusive. Try and have that face to face. But like you're saying, Todd, some people are introverts. So then what we we typically do is we'll kick off a call and we'll have people do an intro. We'll have face to face and and we'll we'll just basically let people hey if, if you feel more comfortable feel free to turn off your video so there there's the there's the, the mm -hmm. social part of it but there's also the technology part of it because honestly there are people uh, you know that we deal with all the time that have issues with broadband and this video takes up quite a bit and so they might be um, their voice might not come through clearly so then they'll shut off the video to save the bandwidth for the audio and so mm -hmm. we run into both the, the social part of it where people are somewhat uncomfortable being on video for the whole time and then there's the technological part of it that the bandwidth has to basically increase around the world for some of these technologies to improve seamlessly. Now, obviously, software companies, you know, Microsoft, Zoom, trying to optimize what's happening behind the scenes with these technologies and the servers. But the last mile delivery of your, your Comcast, your AT&T, your Google Fiber, sometimes those things just aren't working right. And you run into technical issues that impact some of the productivity, some of the connection and the relationship building. But it can become a commodity. And we try and use the, the video and the regular communications as part of it too. The other thing back on the, the working all the time, one of the things that we implemented recently was we were finding people were just working around the clock and I'm in a worldwide role. So, you know, we, we talked to Amia earlier today. I have calls with Asia tonight, right? So that, but we have team calls and what we do is we basically say, look, we're going to record all of these, just like we're recording this call. We do not expect you to be online for the live stream if it's not within your working hours. We want you to basically watch the recording during your working hours so you're not you know, getting at midnight to do a one-hour call oh. with Seattle, right? So anyway, there's some things like that that we've implemented. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, that's some good, good things coming out of there. The, one of the conversations I had with my friend in New York, um, I don't know specifically about their office, but the number that stuck in my head is – 
uh, like an open rooms, you know, have multiple desks. And of course, they're some of the most expensive real estate in the country. And I think the number he gave me, Jeff and Mike, was $2,400 a desk. It cost them per month to operate that desk. So could you see either in your situations or companies going to some kind of uh, combination where uh, his name's Eric. Eric, you may, they may maintain that office, but you're going to come in, your day is Monday in office and Susie's name day is Tuesday or whatever. They share that office space, kind of like in a co-working space, not because he, he does international contracts. He's in the general counsel's office and, you know, and so he can work all the time as, as well. It's interesting about the recording thing because of the time differences with Asia and but I could see them being in an environment where just for the other effects that Michael was talking about, that when you might go into the office just so you do have that some one time personal connection uh, on some days a week, and, and that's going to be a huge effect on office space. But just to try to uh, mitigate that risk of not having any interpersonal relationships, there'll be conversations that we won't have over this Zoom type uh, situations we would have if we were taking a long dinner or long lunch or having drinks together. Yeah, yeah. I think the research that Microsoft has done, you know, I think just employee survey, we have like 150,000 employees. It was roughly 30% are fine continuing to work from home. Uh, 40% um, are, are in the middle. They'll go either way. Um, and the other 30% really want to go back into the office space. And so I think you have a, a variety of situations that, that you deal with from a, a personal level, from an employee level on, on people wanting to get back in the office, other people that have learned like, hey, I can really be productive and I'm not too isolated at home. This, this works for me. And then you have people in between that are like, look, hey, if the office opens back up and it's safe, I'm okay doing that and I'm okay working from home a little bit longer or the, the median where I'll go into the office on Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to work from home the rest of the time. Once things open back up, like for us, like in the U.S., our offices won't be open up till the earliest of the end of January and we've moved all of our events to virtual events. And so that also puts more pressure uh, on streaming and the backend data centers because people aren't coming in person to a 25,000 person event anymore. So there's some technical things that we have to, to manage and, and expect for, for the foreseeable future here. Hmm. Any thoughts on that, Michael? Uh, you know, one of, one of the things that's, that's kind of in the forefront of my mind is when your people come back, uh, the Society of Human Resource Management did a survey to check in with people, and two-thirds of those they surveyed said they were at least sometimes depressed during this period of time. And only 7% said they were getting any kind of mental health care. And I think that there's some merit here for what's in the literature about a corporate wellness officer who, you know, somebody like uh, you, Todd, in the CEO position, you really don't have, have time to, even though you would want to, you don't have the time to go and check in with everybody. But if you had somebody who was the point person just to go check in, how you doing, and to kind of monitor that for a while, it might, it might be long-term. In fact, that's a recommendation of the literature, but it might not be long-term. It might only be until we get back to a place where it feels like we're back even again at some place. It'll be new. It'll be a new normal, but it'll be a place to get back there. So it's a, it's a real challenge. It's uh, from that end, because we're talking about your, when your people come back, honestly, if this is true, they're not going to be well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's but it's going to be kind of hidden a little bit, and it can get better or it can get worse. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be a doomsday prophet, but it's something to pay attention to, I think, because this is truly, I mean, it's been said a million times, but this is unprecedented. We've just not seen this, and so we need to be agile and ready to move 
to help employees. And I would say one more thing about that too. There is a way that many of our businesses and corporations are operating still in an industrial age mentality where their people are things versus people. So let's just get those machines back into operation. Now, that is just not what's going on in the culture right now. What's going on in the culture is people are people and we have to take care of them. Uh, and if we don't take care of them, uh, you know, if we go back to the industrial age thing, the whole machine's going to break. You know, those people have to be treated as people and cared for as people as a priority versus just kind of hoping that it all works out. I mean, it must be intentional. It must be focused. And I, that's one of the things that I would say to anybody if we're talking about this is to focus on taking care of your people right now. And, you know, that old saying, you take care of your people, they'll take care of you. One of the reasons I'm trying, we're trying to do this is to, you know, we're trying to be sensitive to the things going on and not acting like nothing's happening out there because it certainly are. But we also, at some point in time, I was on a call with some bankers yesterday uh, across the state. And one of them said, you know, we decided yesterday, 15 minutes before this meeting, he said, we had our team together. We said, we're going on offense. We're tired of being on defense. We're going to do what we can do and away we go. And within the context of what they're in, a couple things popped to mind when you, when you said that about taking care of our people. A good visual for me as a reminder would be, you know, we're not a huge company. We have about 60 employees, but and our lobbies are closed. But every morning when someone walks in, we have a lady that does the temperature check. Okay? We're used to that. And it's just become a way of life. I'm going to try to remember that once we get past this, that wellness check that you're talking about. When I see, when they walk in the building, are we doing that wellness check on the rest of them? What's going on in their personal lives? Another thing we've kind of learned from a management perspective is we always kind of thought we knew who our players were. And I don't know what the stats are, but, um, you know, there's, in management circles, there's been a thought process that probably 10 to 20% of your employee base or your team base really move the needle at your company, make it who mm -hmm. it is, make sets the culture, sets the tone, sets the productivity and all that. And we probably thought we knew who they were um, and then something like this happens and I've heard both sides I've heard someone say they're really disappointed and some of how some of their people responded to you know maybe taking advantage of the situation and another step up so it's kind of been you find out what people are made of when they're tested you know um, but in a positive way I know uh, here we one person in particular comes to mind uh, in as far as how you you're talking about how you look at their, their whole wellness situation uh, young lady here uh, has two small children at home and uh, she does um, she's a lending assistant does doc preparation and she's really busy we knew she's 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 a stud here from the standpoint of uh, what she contributes well she we kind of divided up early on and set up people to work from home and she was the one that we would set up to work from home and I walked by her desk and she was there and I was like I thought you went home um, Mark you know weren't you working from home she said well I said I thought you had childcare issues and she said well I do but my my mother-in-law is taking care of her. And I said, your mother-in-law? She said, yeah, she'll be fine. She said, she's, uh, she's under chemo treatments and everything, but I think she can take, I mean, the girl's so dedicated. I said, go home, you know, go home. And, and she did, and she, she, you know, she's, she's back in the office now. And but I mean, we found out, we thought we knew who the players were. So sometimes it's reinforced and sometimes it's, it's not. But gosh, from the perspective of now, you know, um, that may not be in a policy. That we had a lot of people in our companies across. We were in a position, fortunately, where we could because they didn't have to be in customer facing all the time. But uh, to the extent we could, you know, we didn't have a policy for letting people go home because they had childcare issues and paying them the whole time. And I know many companies have and done that. But it's that you're looking at the employee from the whole, the whole realm and not just as a tool. And I think some of that's been really positive. 
is changing in the way the fact that they can work from home and be productive means that they can work from anywhere, you know, and it's kind of opened their eyes to think, well, that's, you know, they need to be in the office. And it's not like that anymore. The, the, the producers are going to produce, you know, the Jeff McKees and the Michael Goffies are going to produce for the companies wherever they are. And that's been kind of, uh, kind of a good thing to follow. But the other thing from a threat standpoint, they also can work from anywhere. Uh, I was talking to someone today, his wife is working for a major university that's close by. And if she got disgruntled, she could work for a major university that's not close by. I was like, could she not do that for, you know, I named another Big 12 school or, you know, some other university. He could do it very, she could do it very well from there. I'm like, mm, that's kind of a threat. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be, going to be challenges. Uh, any, any other thoughts as far as suggestions? To, and we'll, we'll go here, but I really want to bring some value to people that to follow up on this as far as mitigating those risks, you know. Jeff mentioned some things technologically could do, but any other just closing thoughts on what we can do to mitigate those risks of, uh, we had a term we use around here is that, that uh, technology is great for servicing a relationship, but it's not necessarily great for, for uh, establishing it, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. We can have these short talks because we've had long talks, you know, you yeah. have a relationship there. Uh, so yep. from that perspective, you know, how do we replace that? And then I think there's some people that are very relational that are finding out that they can maintain relationships through this type of deal before. They're all oh, not going to do that. But some people in development circles, sales circles that, you know, that feel like I can expand my base. I can expand my, expand my territory. I don't have to be there as much. But they're trying to find that balance. Any thoughts on that from a perspective of mitigating those risks? You know, from a, a perspective of like uh, HR and taking care of employees, you know, Microsoft has been learning as we go and, 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 you know, rolling out different programs for employees related to even, you know, you've gotten the maternity leave, the paternity leave. Now you've got some COVID related leave. And so there's different parameters around it. But whether you're taking care of someone that's ill or whether you've got a house full of kids and they're doing home learning, there's different benefits that certain companies are coming out with to employees to, to take care of that. And then there's the mental health aspect in terms of beefing up the hotlines and, and understanding some people do get depressed. Then there's the, the actual telehealth. So having, you know, we didn't have telehealth until like, you know, recently to where, you know, whether it's COVID related symptoms or, or you know, any symptoms, you can now just from your PC, call up a doctor physician, you know, go through that process. And then if we ever do go back into the buildings, there's a, there's an attestation that you do online about how you're feeling. And then there's the whole temperature check too. But anyway, there's, there's things that are evolving over the last several months. The companies are adapting to what's going on with employees and working from home, the challenges, as well as, you know, other practical things like getting a stipend for having better equipment to work from home. If, if you know, like I have a stand up sit down desk now, right? I've got a better chair. I've got better speakers and, and things like that. Like, Hey, we're in it for the long haul. Let's be more productive. Let's understand what the employees needs are and let's work towards different programs and policies that, that support that in this kind of environment. Well, I'd jump right in there with you. Uh, just go ahead and take care of the employees now. <laughs> Don't wait until we get back. Go ahead and start doing what's needed now because this, this whole thing, as we've mentioned, is impacting people now. And so if we take care of them now, better for the future. And I think it's super important that just as you plan strategically for every other aspect of your business and you do strategic executions, that is needed for your people specifically. The, the mechanisms, the, the computers, as long as we get what we need there, they're going to continue to work. It's the people that are going to really super need the care. So we need all of that, but the people. Uh, are really that they some can be struggling right now you know and uh, lastly <clears throat> you work with um, leaders and 
corporate heads and CEOs and people run, usually run their division, run their organizations in executive coaching. And I was thinking about that. So many of those people, Michael, don't have anyone to talk to. We hear, we hear it over lunches and things for whatever reason they feel like they you know, can talk to us and we are glad to do that as bankers. Uh, hairstylists do that and other people, but for the most part, they don't have peers in their organization that they can share those things with and, and they have all these feelings and they're more isolated than ever. So if they were isolated uh, metaphorically before, they're certainly isolated now. And so um, yeah. I encourage them to reach out and, and, and then the thought that came to my mind, you know, we were talking about from the management perspective of the thought, threats and risks, but also as I talk to younger people, um, also make them aware that while that may be very convenient and cool that you can just work from home, that also I think some companies are finding out that they probably had too many people, that they're not gonna bring them all back. You know, that they might have found out they had, you know, they had 100 employees and we may need 85 employees. And so in the same way that makes you feel real comfortable to you now, it also can put you, you know, can marginalize you and put you, you know, what value are you bringing? If they can, if you can do it from 10 miles away, can they have someone do it from 100 miles away and do it as well mm. or better? So I mean, from a positive aspect, make sure you're bringing value every day um, and having and reaching out. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Reach out to them and make sure you keep those relationships and develop and have them have to do it um, and uh, keep those things in mind. So. Yeah, you know, Todd, I was just thinking as you were saying that, uh, how important it is for people to build their own support systems if they can. You know, they don't need to, they need you to do that. And as an employer, you want to do that as a way of assisting your employees. You want to be fair and right with them and do all you can because you care about them. At the same time, every individual is responsible for building their own support system. And the part of the support system that you know, a therapist can play a part of that. You know, we said that these only 7% of these people are not getting mental health. Sometimes they may just need to talk to a neighbor and yeah. they'll feel better, you know, or, you know, if somebody, if somebody talks to me, I provide a support system. It's not, it's not remedial. It's not therapy. It's really, they talk it out. And sometimes just simply having said it out loud, they'll say, well, I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, there's no judgment here. There's nothing like that. It's just strictly, I'm in that for the, for the client's success. So, you know, don't, I, I tell people, don't be afraid to reach out to whoever can help you. It's not a sign of weakness. Absolutely. Uh, some, sometimes I'll tell people that, I'll, and I'll just tell you this and then I'll be done. But I say, you know, if, I, if you need a therapist, find a therapist. And you're not getting any judgment from you, me. I might be frustrated with you if you don't yeah. get one and you need it. Yeah. Uh, that's just not smart. People wait until the train is off the tracks before yeah. they get help. I see that every day. So anyway, so yeah. box. <laughs> a coach, you know, what you advise coaching, not therapy, but sometimes it is therapy. They have issues they need to work with outside of coaching. So well, right. I appreciate it. I know y'all looking forward to probably your next uh, Teams meeting, Jeff, or Zoom, or whatever it is. Um, teams, yeah, Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams, yeah, sell it, baby. Uh, so I appreciate that. It's always good to talk to you. I look forward to when we can get together in person again. And uh, Jeff's a big uh, avid uh, Baylor sports fan. So he, there you go. he comes to town and uh, Sick and bears. we'll get together at our, at our uh, tailgate. So right, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good Great. rest thanks. of your day. Uh, thanks, Michael. My pleasure. Thank you, Jeff. All right. All right.